0: Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Porzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Porzinski.
1: Welcome to the show. It's a great day to be with everyone. I'm Father Jason.
2: It's a great day just to be here. God gave us this day, and let's take advantage of it, Father.
1: And with that, let's start with our scripture verse for the day. We're looking at Matthew uh, ch- chapter 9, verse 9. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. And he said, follow him. And Matthew got up and followed him. It's a remarkable verse when you think about the calling of St. Matthew. It's one that I've certainly enjoyed as a a priest and reflecting on that. We see in there that Matthew is obviously imperfect, the reference to him being a tax collector. It's the lowest of the low in society. No one likes anyone who takes your your money. Um, And so the tax collector concept is certainly something that that put him outside the, the frame of reference. But that word, that phrase, follow me, in Hebrew, which I would totally slaughter right now when I was looking this up, the expression Jesus used was rooted in a childhood expression that every young Jewish boy at the time of Christ longed to hear. And it was in light of the fact that they had to go through this rabbinical training. By six, they had to have memorized the Pentateuch. And if they were successful in reiterating it, um, they would be given that invitation to follow a rabbi and then they would go forward and start studying the prophets, and again, they would be given that invitation to follow. It's that same Hebrew word that Jesus uses here. Of course, we know Matthew and the other 11 apostles all screwed up at some point, because none of them were rabbis. They were all kicked out and told they didn't have what it takes. And and so when Jesus uses that word, it's it's a significant word, it's a powerful word, because it's something that's rooted in, in Matthew's childhood. It's rooted into his very understanding of his desires and what he wanted to accomplish in life and yet never was able to obtain until jesus invited him to it
2: i think the big thing with the word follow to me father is that um uh, then the next word comes trust because you know i'm not going to follow you unless i trust you unless i you've built that trust up with me i'm not a blind follower of anybody but if you've built that trust up with me and you say follow me um I think that's powerful. I mean, it's no different than I did for years as a coach. Um, You know, uh, I was a defensive coordinator. I would put all these things together and everything. And on Monday, I would present to the team. And basically, I was saying, follow me and trust me in what I'm going to present to you. I'm not going to show you why, how I got here. But follow me, trust me, and do the things I tell you to do, and they will work out.
1: Yeah, it's so important to be able to trust. And, And when you think about... You know, the power of Christ's imitation, and we look at the other examples of how he called the other apostles, there is that trust. And just the way that Jesus commanded the language and spoke and his presence, it must have been truly uh, quite something. But I think that also ties into the fact that when we're looking at what we're trying to accomplish with our athletes, that we have to develop those relationships because I think it's, I've noticed this when we first start the Bible studies with a new team, there's always this, this period of uh, sort of like kind of eyeing us out, trying to figure out what we're trying to do and how much is going to be expected of them. Uh, you, know, you know, like we started wrestling for the first time this year and, and it's been kind of good, but the first one or two were, were there was definitely some hesitancy before the guys started buying in.
2: Well, it's neat to watch because you could tell some of the wrestlers who have done it through football, right. they were a lot more relaxed and you could tell they were focused. And then you're right. Then you had the other guys like saying, whoa, what are we getting into here?
1: <laughs> yeah, you what know? did our coach sign us up whoa, for? Whoa, <laughs> wait
2: a minute. What's Coach McKenna doing to me here? Look, how do I get out of here? You know." And I think each meeting we have, they get a little bit more comfortable and they start to trust us. And I think we've built that with them and everything, but it, it takes, just doesn't happen overnight. I mean, I go back to our first ever football Bible study, and I know I was watching the kids' eyes. And I, I look at their eyes to get into their soul a lot of times. And I was watching. I could see a lot of them looking around and say, what are we doing? And then as you started talking mm-hmm. about some of the saints and where we wanted to go with this and everything, you right. could tell. But you know what the key is? They came back. Right. And they kept coming back. And they kept coming back.
1: And I think one of the most powerful things – that took place to encourage them to come back was not only what we were doing and they began to realize the value of talking about faith openly and and learning from the prophets and and the other individuals in scripture and the saints. Uh, But they also had, when we first started uh, with coach Mark Lordi, he was there at every Bible study. And then coach Sean Clancy picked up when he took over as head coach was there at the Bible studies. And I think for those guys in the football team to see their coaches there, uh made a difference and and them recognizing that this is important
2: and and i think you're really really on to something here because like to me they're with me all the time they're with me come january 1 they're in the weight room with me every morning we're working hard and i become um i become that tool i become the offensive lineman to them that is always around just that worker and everything but then when the bosses show up and they say, wow, this is really neat what you're doing. We want to be part of it. And uh, we talk about this all the time. When you do something like this, whether, wh- whatever you consider the top, but for an organization to do this well, it has to come from the top. It has to be blessed all the way down. It has to be a faith-based organization for this to work everywhere it just can't be two or three guys sitting in the corner it's got to come from the top and when your head football coach endorses it they show up at it they become part of it um, i remember when we gave the uh the kids out with, with the rosaries and everything those oh, yeah. coaches were there just like the kids grabbing their stuff and everything and i thought it was neat because uh, again then you all become a family you become that brotherhood that we talk about all the time
1: these uh, kits that Coach mentioned—these were—I uh, forgot what they were called. They were, um, yeah, skipping, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were these awesome. Kits. Well, I could
2: do that because I'm old. See, I can forget <laughs> things, you know. Just—they um, were survival kits. They were yeah. really.
1: So it had like a military-style box, uh, and inside it, it had all the different sacramentals. And so each each Bible study, we took one of those and and kind of highlighted the significance of what it was—the Saint Benedict medal, the Miraculous medal, um, you know, the Medal, uh, into the scapular. We also had holy water and the holy salt. And what was really kind of cool is that when we did the uh, blessing of the water and the salt, is we used the old ritual prayers uh, for the blessing of the salt and then uh, the mingling of the salt in order to purify and bless the, the water to make it holy water. And the kids were enamored. Uh, it, was, it was probably the most attentive I've ever seen them. Um, and then, of course, everyone, even the non-Catholic kids, wanted to to fill up every every ounce of their their vial with the uh, the salt and and the holy water. Uh, it was quite remarkable to see the response to those kids. It was pretty pretty fun.
2: And you know, we've talked over and over about building your foundation, but um, that was a team two years ago that built the foundation for what happened to that team this year. Right. Because if, if I really believe, if we didn't have what we did faith-wise. The year before, this team would have not been the team it was. And uh, to the point where they become such a brotherhood that um, we were blessed. And uh, my wife gave me such a hard time. A father and I went out and purchased them uh, St. Michael's medals. And and they're big, they're bulky, but they're guy things. And um, we gave each one of the seniors who were leaving a St. Michael's medal. My wife said, they'll never wear them. I haven't seen them come off yet. Because now when they leave us at the end of the year, we want someone to go and be the protector. Because for the next last four years, you know, I'm a big believer. and I'll go and Father, you know how I feel about this. There's they're sheep in the world, and that's great. They're just nice people. And there's wolves. They're the bad people out there. They're the devil. And then there's sheepdogs. And we're sheepdogs. We're there to watch over these kids. Absolutely. To take them the right way. And, and you know, I'll live and die a sheepdog because that's who I've been my whole life. And I, I, and I have no problems being that, and I'll watch over these kids because I love these kids like they're my own, and I know you do too. So I think what we did by building the foundation is why this team this year did so well, and that's why I think we need to talk a little bit about, you know, I know we record this show and everything, a little bit about the Chiefs when we get a chance.
1: Yeah, absolutely, You know, and, and I think as we set the foundation in place and as the players bought into what we were doing, then they influenced other teams and other coaches, and, but it had to start somewhere, and it had to start with us creating the culture in which not only was it possible, but it was also able to become what God intended it to be and not something forced or, or, or pushed upon anyone. It had to be very natural and very... Uh, just earthy in its own development, in its own time.
2: And I think you hit the key word, is that culture. You know, everything we do, we develop a culture. I have a culture in the weight room. We have a culture, you know, in our school. Every church you go into has its own culture. You know, maybe the music's here, maybe the music's there, maybe the homilies are good, whatever, but it has its own culture. And I think that's what you look for, is that culture you're comfortable in.
1: So let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because they've been in the media recently, um, last month. Uh, Of course, we pre-recorded this, so even though the Super Bowl happened just two days ago, we are recording this prior to the Super Bowl. And for those who remember, the Kansas City Chiefs actually lost in the very first Super Bowl back in 1967. Um, So if they did make it to the Super Bowl two days ago, hopefully they didn't lose again uh, in light of the faith-based platforms in which they have been putting forward and inspiring others to. But, Coach, you, uh, you sent me these articles about their quarterback, uh, Patrick. Uh, so
2: Patrick Mahone. But one of the things that really impressed me with the different articles I sent you is not only him pro- proclaiming his faith. And you know what? It's not just him. Because here's the thing. We don't hear about the other guys. He's the guy that has the microphone in his face. And he's, he's pro- proclaimed his belief in God. And I think that's wonderful. But one of the articles that I sent you it talks about the owner, the general manager, says it starts from the top. And and that is so true, that if your whole organization is involved in this and and there's a comfort zone that it's okay to be, it's just got to be so relaxing. And they're playing for, and you know, one of the the best guys in the world. I've had the opportunity to meet him a couple times. Andy Reid probably is one of the nicest guys in the world. And he's strong in his faith. And um, I just think it's a great thing that hopefully that, you know, we're talking about this, Later on, and they won the Super Bowl. I'll make my prediction right now. They're going to win the Super Bowl. So you heard it first here. <laughs> but um, for him, because I just want him to win. And not that there's not other great guys out there, and there's guys that believe in their faith and everything. But they're doing it as a team, and they right. believe in it. And again, I like what I see because it's coming from the top down. It'd just be like a uh, CEO of a major company, you know, saying, hey, we're going to be a faith-based company. And I think that's a great thing, and I think that's what the world need now, needs now.
1: And I think it goes into that very idea of follow me. You know, Jesus sets the vision; Mm -hmm. he gives the purpose to the apostles and to his disciples, and he sends them out to bring that vision into a reality. And he even says, in, in you know, in the gospel, that my my disciples will do greater things than I've done. And and when you think about what Jesus accomplished, to know that we're expected to do even greater things is rather daunting at times, and maybe even overwhelming. But it is ultimately what we're committing ourselves to, and in the example of Clark Hunt with the Kansas City Chiefs, who I didn't know until you sent me this article, is also the uh, CEO of the FC Dallas soccer team, which I think is even cooler. Um, but the the platform that he's setting forward for his athletes to be able to express their faith is tremendous. Just as as what we're trying to do in our Catholic schools throughout the diocese of Trenton, in recognizing the need to put this platform um, out there into the public sphere, so that our athletes can can live their faith not only you know, in their hearts, but also on the field and wherever they might find themselves.
2: I agree totally with you. And I think we're coming up on a break here, right, Father?
1: Yeah, we're going to come on a break right now. And then when we return, we will be talking with Kyle Harris, who is a senior at St. John Vianney High School.
0: Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free domestic church media mobile app by downloading and enabling the domestic church media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcasts live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site, that's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a non-profit, Catholic lay apostolate, and we are totally listener supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the diocese that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening.
2: Welcome back to the Just Be You show, and uh, we're really blessed. We have uh, Kyle Harris is one of our guests from St. John's Vietnam. He's a senior lacrosse player. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, we're thrilled to we have you. I know we had a little technical difficulty getting you on the line here, but I'm thrilled yeah. we got you on, and uh, we're ready to go. Um, introduce you here to Father Jason, who nice is here to meet with you. me. Nice to meet you, Kyle. How long have you been involved with the Catholic Athletes for Christ?
3: So I've actually been involved with uh, Catholic Catholics for Christ all four years at St. John Vianney.
2: That's great. Hey, Kyle, if you could, so people get to know you a little bit, tell us who Kyle is.
3: Uh, let's see. I'm an 18-year-old senior right now at St. John Vianney. I've, uh, I've been playing lacrosse all my life, and pretty much growing up, my whole life's really been centered around faith. My dad's really faithful and really spiritual, so I mean, growing up, he would take every Sunday, and so... Ever since then, I've really just grown as a person, and then coming to Catholic school was honestly one of the best things I've ever done because it's just helped me find my faith even more within myself.
1: Now, in regards to Catholic athletes, how have you seen that affect the the overall nature of your teammates? Have you noticed a difference?
3: Yeah, no. So when I first came to St. John Vianney, our lacrosse team really wasn't much of a team. And then as we've grown the past four years that I've been here, I've really started to make, like make everybody – become more involved with Catholic athletes for Christ and I've seen that benefit in both on and off the field I mean on the field we've had some of the best four seasons we've ever accomplished as a school and then off the field I've really seen people grow grow more into young men and so I've really seen them just develop more as a person because they started finding their faith
1: now as a student athlete and clearly you have a, a deep sense of faith and a deep awareness of who you are and who God's created you to be what do you look forward to in your coaches when you know when you start with uh, i'm sure you're on other teams and over the years uh, what are the things that you look forward to having in a coach what are the qualities and characteristics that you're hoping to get
3: out of a coach i'm really hoping to find someone that not only is going to like push me to be my best but then in the moments where i don't perform my best they also just help me out and really kind of help me grow through hard times i mean that's a big thing with me with coaches and everything like that is finding someone who's willing to help you reach your best. And if you don't always perform at your like top of the game, they're there to support you and really just help you grow as an individual, even outside of the sport.
2: Pat, um, Kyle, if you could tell me a little bit about it, I don't want to get off you right now, but uh, um, I've really grown fond of your, uh, your coach down there, Coach Smith. Tell us a little bit about him and your experience with him.
3: Coach Smith, uh, honestly, one of the best men I've ever met in my life. I mean, He's the reason I'm in CAC, came up to me in the lunchroom and just told me that he had a meeting going on in our little theater and to be there, and I showed up, and it really opened my world. And he's taken me on so many different adventures throughout the school, like taking me to soup kitchens, veteran homes, and just taking me all across New Jersey, honestly, just to help me grow as a person, grow in faith. And he's not only looking out for me, but he's looking out for every student in the school, whether you're an athlete or not.
2: Yeah, I don't think you could say that even better. Now, you were down at our, uh, the uh, the leadership seminar we had, right? Yeah, I was. And, I, and kind of explain that, because one of the things I got from my guys is how neat it was to see other athletes from other schools with the same vision, with the same uh, foundation of their faith.
3: You know, so going to those, it's really cool, because you get to meet people that, honestly, you might not have the opportunity to meet otherwise that have same beliefs and, like, the same core values that you may have. I've met quite a few kids from RBC and Donovan Catholic and so many other Catholic schools that, uh, outside of lacrosse and outside of school, I probably would have never met. And CAC let me meet these new amazing people that I'm able to share my ideas with, they're able to share their ideas with me, and we're able to just not only help each other grow, but just help our schools grow in general.
2: Now, I know your school is really high on uh, doing service for others. Um, kind of uh, walk us through the one of the best service things you've done down there.
3: Um, we do quite a bit of service here, yeah. And I know Mr. Smith actually takes a ton of students to the soup kitchen. I think he goes at least three times a week. And he also makes frequent trips to veterans' homes with teams and uh, the CAC. And he also would – we also uh, do different, like, Community service projects like beach sweeps to help out and clean beaches just in case they have like litter all over them and we also do different this within CAC where we go to retirement homes and just kind of help out and give back
1: oh, that's incredible uh, so Kyle I want to ask you what's your uh, most favorable memory as a senior you must be reflecting and looking back at your high school career by this point and what, what would you say is that most fond memory you have at St. John Vianney
3: honestly like I don't want this to sound like too cliche but <laughs> My favorite memory was the first time we actually were able to praise a team, like praise a lacrosse team. Me coming into the school, like the team wasn't too fond on really showing their, like, faith out in front of everybody. But then it was my sophomore year when me and two other captains decided that it was time to really show everybody what we were about because we would see how the football team would pray before every game. And we wanted to really make it known to everybody that we were just like them, and we really would stay strong with our Catholic values. And so ever since then, we've just been able to grow, and just being able to reflect on playing as a team for the first time really
2: now, made there, everything
3: special.
1: Are there any guys that are on the team from that from your sophomore year who were resistant, who have, you know, over the years have recognized, wow, you you were really onto something back then. I'm glad that we we did this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so
3: I mean, looking back, we graduated quite a few kids who really didn't, like when we was a, when I was a sophomore, we ended up graduating quite a few kids who really didn't, I don't want to say care, but they weren't really putting their faith above everything else. And once I made it to my sophomore year, everybody who was around kind of noticed that we wanted to start praying, and then it really became a core value in them to let their faith shine through. Instead of, like, hiding who they are, they were able to come out and really just allow their faith to flourish in the world and be able to prove to everybody that they really are Catholic and really love their faith and want to just continue forward.
2: Okay, Kyle, you're getting ready to leave high school. And with your faith, where do you see you going with your faith at the college level?
3: Um, At the college level, honestly, I just want to take my faith wherever I can. I'm really, like, not looking to – I'm not, like, forcing myself to go to a Catholic college or anything like that. But I'm really looking to take my faith with me to college and join different clubs and programs that really connect my faith. And even if schools don't have that, still be able to share my faith with the teammates that I'm going to have in the future and really just allow them to see who I am and how my faith is a big part of me and how I hope that they can also grow and realize that their faith would like also be able to help guide them through life.
1: That's incredible. I'm glad to hear that. Um, So, Kyle, tell us, what colleges are you applying to, or or which colleges have you been accepted to at this point?
3: So, I want to take a path in uh, biomechanical engineering, Wow! and so right now, I've applied to different schools. I've applied to Texas Christian University, and then Georgia Tech, uh, Virginia Rowan, uh, North Carolina State, so it's quite a few, like...
1: Far away from home schools.
3: (laughs) Yeah, far away public universities, but... Like there, I'd be able to really like show everybody who I am and kind of like make a new name for myself and allow everybody to really see how I've grown as a person and will continue to grow.
2: Well, the good thing is, Kyle, I th- I think w- with the with your beliefs and everything, you're going to spread the word. And I got to tell you a little secret here: iron sharpens iron. So we're in this together, buddy. So w- yes, what what I want you to do for Cook Smith, you get my cell number from him, and you ever need help. You ever need help from Father Jason or I or anything, you just need someone to talk to, you get out there, you give us a call because, like I said, we're in this together, buddy, and we appreciate you being a good Catholic.
1: All right, Kyle. I really appreciate that. Kyle. Before we let you go, you have an opportunity right now. You're you're on the radio. The platform is yours. You're an incredible uh, young man and a tremendous athlete from what we've been told. Uh, What would you like to tell others who are coming after you and others who are in the weight rooms listening to this show right now?
3: I just want to tell everybody keep going. Like, don't let anybody stop you from who you want to be, and don't let anybody really make you hide who you are inside. I just believe that everybody should really keep pushing forward, and no matter what everybody's saying around you, just be you and allow your faith to just shine through and guide you throughout life.
2: Kyle, it doesn't get any better than that. I got goosebumps, buddy. You got me all excited. I'm going to run down there, and I don't do much running anymore, buddy. I'm going to run down there and give you a big coach hug. Hey, thanks for coming on, and we really appreciate it. And here's what I want you to do. When you're off the phone, you give that coach next to you a big hug for me, will you? And thank him for getting, getting this done. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you so much.
1: And coach, as, as you know, we start to come to the end of our show here. You know, we we're reminded of the use of our platforms, and Kyle certainly has made made every effort to use his platform. Wow, to Wow, was influence he fantastic or what? You know, that really is as a sophomore. Imagine that. I mean, you know, it's 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 really something because at that point in high school, still, you're still sort of kind of figuring your place in the community and in the school uh, dynamics, and to be able to say, yeah, we need to step things up on the lacrosse team. That's tremendous. You know what he
2: reminded me of? I felt like I was talking to Timmy Lombardi.
1: Yeah. I, yeah I, I,
2: I could see Timmy Lombardi, and he's been that way for us and everything, and I could see Timmy being like that, and so many other guys that we've had, and we've been blessed. There's so many, so many good athletes that are proclaiming their faith throughout the country, throughout the Diocese of Trenton. We are blessed, and um, only because of the Bishop McConnell we're allowed to do this. He lets us, you know, kind of run amok a little bit like this and everything and do our radio shows and we appreciate it. But guess what? We get the highlight. There's so many good things that people don't talk about and, and they're hidden in the Catholic school. Every Catholic school in New Jersey has special kids come out and look at them.
1: It, that is absolutely true. You, you can't, you can't uh, miss that when you walk into the doors and you see the nature and the dynamic of how the schools are, are instilling the virtues and the characteristics of, of, Of the faith in the hearts and souls of the youth that that attend them and with that we were recognizing the fact that you know as as Jesus called Matthew to follow me uh, it's important for us to recognize that we have to follow and that means to commit ourselves to Christ and to use the platforms God has blessed us with and I believe you have a challenge for us yes I do
2: here we go for the week remember God calls us you follow him hey guess what trust the process jump in line Get on board. Jump on that boat. Whatever you got to do, jump out of a plane, but follow him wherever he asks you to go. Hey, it's been great. Father, as usual, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you very much.
1: It's great to be here. I'll do everything but jump out of the plane. See you next time. God bless. (laughs)